This is the Merit Memo from Peaks Island Radio. Ever get the feeling that we've already passed the sweet spot of technological balance in life? Well, coming up, I'll tell you what I miss about programmable VCRs. But first, here are this week's top events. If you'd like to learn more about local history and give back to the community, the Portland History Docent Program begins on February 27th and runs through April 30th. Weekly classes run on Thursday mornings, 9 to noon, starting with the Maine Historical Society in Portland on February 27th. You get an in-depth understanding of each historical site involved through lively presentations and visits to partner organizations. The total cost is $30 from February 27th all the way through April 30th. If you have a valid student ID, that cost is $10. Upon the completion of the program, you're eligible to volunteer at the site of your choice and you can do individualized trainings at those sites scheduled on an individual basis. That begins February 27th at the Maine Historical Society. Go to portlandhistorydocents.org for more information. Maine's presidential primary is happening on March 3rd. The presidential election warrant has been posted on the Peaks Island Library front door. There are sample ballots there as well for both the Democratic and Republican primaries, as well as the state referendum and act to protect Maine children and students from preventable diseases by repealing certain exemptions from laws governing immunization requirements. Please note regarding the state referendum, marking the ballot as yes passes the act and defeats the law, while a no vote retains the act that was passed by the state legislature. Please read the referendum carefully before casting your vote. Polls open on March 3rd at 6.45 a.m. and close at 8 p.m. in the Peaks Island Community Center. The Peaks Island Fund invites island nonprofits to attend an informational gathering Thursday, March 5th from 5 to 6 p.m. in the community room. This will take the place of the annual Peaks Island Fund breakfast that's been running the past several years. Over refreshments from 5 to 6 on March 5th, the Peaks Island Fund will briefly review the grant application process and have time for informal discussions with advisors and with Gloria Aponte-Clark from the Maine Community Foundation. Attendance is not necessary to apply for a grant. As a reminder, the deadline for the regular grant cycle is June 1st, 2020 for grants up to $10,000. Rapid response grants of up to $2,000 can be applied for at any time throughout the year. Now, here's this week's Merit Memo. A couple of weeks ago, we broke out our VCR to watch something we couldn't find on Netflix. Hooking it up, I had one of those flashes of memory that you probably get 50 times a day, but usually forget about. This time, something stuck, and I kept coming back to it. I remembered when I was a kid that my grandma would program her VCR to record shows pretty much every day of the week. My dad would also program the VCR to record Red Sox games when there was a weekday day game, or he knew he'd be out of the house. Well, I remembered one day, it must have been 10 or 11, when Dad taped the socks to watch later on. We watched the game together after getting home. It was the Sox versus the Mariners. The game was fairly uneventful, until the sixth inning. The Mariners were at bat with two runners on. On the next pitch, the runners were off. The batter hit a solid line drive at Sox shortstop John Valentin. Valentin knelt down, caught it backhanded. He got up, stepped on second base, and then smoothly tagged out the runner coming in from first. I was amazed. Dad was electric. Valentin had just pulled off an unassisted triple play. I later learned that was only the 10th unassisted triple play in Major League history, and Dad caught it on tape. It was an amazing moment, and we got to live it as if it were live. So as I kept thinking about this, picturing us in his apartment, 
I was wondering, is there a bigger point here? Or is this just a cute memory of a 10-year-old kid? I think it's more than a memory. It's a feeling of how different time moved back in the mid-90s. And it's a sense of loss, not of childhood, but of natural presence in the world. People talk about this a lot, how our phones impact us, how quickly things move. But think back, if you can, to that time before you had a smartphone. I bet you had some great memories, like the unassisted triple play, that aren't only cool, but they feel different. Even though we have more access now, and you could YouTube that play I just described, there's something more palpable, more alive, about being present with it. It's not just another of the millions of videos you could watch, or another of the thousands of updates that you can read. Back then, if you wanted to keep up with a team, or a show, you could do it. You could do what my family did and set up a pre-record, provided you had a VCR. There was no live blog, no minute-by-minute tweets, no snaps, or whole seasons of series to binge. As a result, life was more present and intentional. Really, it was just that way by default. The most you had to do was set up your VCR and ask your friends and family not to tell you the result of the game or how the big series finale ended, which was always a challenge. And of course, it was the subject of more than a few mid-90s sitcoms. But what happened next was refreshing. You could actually set it and forget it. You could carry on with the event that took you away from the game to begin with. The party, the get-together, even the work. That meant your time with your friends wasn't spent in the glow of each of you looking down, checking the latest updates on your phone. No, you were present, both with your commitment and then with the game or the show when you got back to watch it after the fact. Imagine that. Today, can we say that we're present with either the friends that we love or the team that we love by default? Or do you have to work to keep that phone in your pocket? How many times do you look at your phone even in the midst of a show that you've been binging. We move, I'm afraid, in a state of perpetually divided attention. Wendell Berry wrote a poem called The Vacation about a man who tried to capture his whole trip with a video recorder. Listen to what Berry wrote. He stood with his camera preserving his vacation even as he was having it, so that after he had it, he would still have it. It would be there. With a flick of a switch, there it would be. But he would not be in it. He would never be in it. And Barry wrote that in 1994, the year I'm nostalgic for. Imagine if he wrote that about our smartphone vacations, our smartphone sunrises, or our smartphone drinks with friends. I've often thought I could just force a mid-90s sensibility back into my life. But the truth is, that's hard. What would that even look like? Superhuman willpower? Unplugging the Wi-Fi at certain times of day? saying goodbye to Netflix and only using DVDs, listening to CDs again instead of a stream on demand. Even though it's hard, conjure with me some of the best experiences you've had with music, with movies, with friends. My guess is that there were moments when you were totally engaged and either it wasn't digital or the experience made you forget that it was digital. Doesn't that kind of thing make you miss the little extra effort it took to watch the game? from your VCR. Well, that's it for this week's Merit Memo. For weekly Peak Silent updates and my thoughts for the week, subscribe to this podcast in your favorite podcast app. Sign up by email at peaksilentradio.com 